like you have to have a reason that's doing it and that's, that's going to drive you because if you don't it's just you're not going to handle it thank you so much for tuning in you are listening to the real health real talk podcast my name is ebony may i'm a girl in my early 20s a personal trainer and a soon-to-be nutritionist I'm extremely passionate about holistic health and inspiring others to live happy and healthy lives. My goal and purpose in life is to encourage girls and women to feel good in and about their bodies. I interview some amazing women and share my own experience and knowledge in some solo episodes. Now, without further ado, let the real talk begin. Hello and welcome to episode 28. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. I was lucky enough to sit down with personal trainer and IFBB competitor Alicia Knight. Alicia and I chatted all about her journey with competing, her why, her struggles and her advice. We also talk about her starting her career as a personal trainer away from her hometown. I love this chat and I hope you guys do as well. Alicia, thank you so much for being here today and having me. Thank you. So to kick things off, I would love for you to talk about who you are, what you do now, and what led you here, and then we can dive into different aspects a bit deeper. Okay. Um, So first of all, I'm Alicia. (laughs) Um, I'm 21. Uh, I originally come from the country where you were from, Mm -hmm. so Wangaratta. I moved up here two years ago, primarily because I wanted to make something of myself. I knew that being in the country, I couldn't really do that down there. Um, So yeah, I busted the move and came out here. I studied sports science um, at Victoria University. And then I fell in love with health and fitness. Um, Pretty much just seeing the joys and stuff that it did for me, Um, going through a lot of stuff. Um, And pretty much I, just dropped everything and started PTing. Um, fell in love with how it helped me mentally and helped um, like other people as well. There was a lot of stuff that happened down here that changed my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to the gym was pretty much my outlet um, for a lot of things. Um, not only physically did I change, but mentally was I so much stronger. So really all I did was um you know it was scary jumping into a PT job because you've got no money to start off with it's not like you go into a you know nine to five job or something and mm-hmm. then you're getting paid for those hours it was more of you know you've actually got to do the work here you've you're owning your own business um and at that age I thought you know oh my god that's pretty young I've got no experience my family's got no experience in businesses um So really I had to find my own outsources and yeah, so I started um, PTing at Genesis in Ringwood. Um, I built up a client base there um, and then halfway through there um, I always had in the back of my mind of competing, primarily because I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was more of a thing where you just want to like prove to yourself that you can do something yeah like you know how you'll be sitting there and you'll be you know training your bum off every day but like there's something that's like not driving you as hard Mm. yeah so um I wanted that like it was just something that I needed to do so um 
I think it was the fact of also like I had so many life situations that were going on like that were really hard Mm -hmm. to deal with so I think um for me it was like okay if I put all my work and hard work into prepping and trying to get up on stage um you know maybe everything else won't matter as much like I won't focus solely on those bad things and I'll just focus on myself and just like move um in the direction that I want to move in um and it was also a good thing for my business so pretty much um yeah competed now I've moved to Coburg and um trying to build up my business and doing different jobs Mm, awesome so you were pretty young when you did start PT like that's pretty much starting your own business it's one of those like professions where it's not like you can really rely on anyone else Mm. what gave you the confidence to do that at such a young age and like what sort of hurdles did you have to overcome to be able to do that um I had a lot of influences along the way so um for instance, when one of my best mates passed away, um, Garrett, and having my pop pass away earlier this year, it was a drive for me pretty much to just go out there and do it, like mm-hmm. at life so short sort of thing. Yeah, um, so it like helped this, you to realise. Yeah, it sort of helped me like wake up, I think, as well, because everyone was at such different stages. Um, but I think... Honestly, like, um, my family has been a big input with that. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really had, like, I've had a, an amazing family and really supportive. But at the same time, um, I was also probably more mature as well, like, growing up. And I had to do certain things. Just the way you grow up and it really sort of, like, influences on how you are now. Yeah. Um, which I've learned a lot about a lot of people as well, which is good. But confidence-wise, I don't know. I When I moved down here to Melbourne, um, I did a few jobs that probably made me confidence, like um, putting myself out there and just, um, yeah, just like learning different aspects of yourself that you haven't learnt before. But it's really good because it widens your eyes up, I yeah. guess, and what the real world's like. Yeah. Yeah, so just trying to learn as much as possible and in different yeah, situations like as well. C- coming from a country and then, obviously you would know, <laughs> coming from a country and then, like, you know, down to the big smoke, um, just learn what different people are like. And, like, especially being country, a lot of people say, you know, that we trust people a lot and yeah. we're so genuine and stuff like that. And you do, you get burnt over. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's just a part of going down here and stuff and that's where you learn was that a culture shock for you i know for me it was even if Mm. you go for a walk in the morning and people don't say hello i know i know just don't say hello they don't say hello back to you saying hello (laughs) i'm just like and it's different people that you meet um my coach kelly you know she said you're gonna meet different people and i'm like yeah but i don't know if he's actually like doing that on purpose because he hates me or something or he's being rude and she's like no, if they keep doing that and multiple times you see them, it's mm. just them being themselves. Like, that's yeah. just how they are. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you can't take it to heart. Yeah, sure. but it's just, you know, it's how everyone's brought up. Your journey with competing is something that I really want to unpack and discuss. Congratulations on Thank your you. success <laughs> with it as well. Before we get into the specifics of that, can you give a bit of an overview of what competing means? Like, what category you were in? what you really like aimed towards in the lead up to the competition Mm. 
Um, so I actually competed in IFB, mm-hmm. um, IFBB. So that's actually the highest federation um, in Australia. So you've got ICN, ANB. Um, you've, my girlfriend competed in ARB. No, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't really go into too much detail. Um, <laughs> before I competed... Um, I honestly didn't even know that much about like competing. I just seen that like people were doing it and like it was a really big deal mm-hmm. to me. Um, and you'd look up to people that were competed, like competing and you're like, oh my God, like how did they do that? Yeah. But um, I think it was more of a thing that you had to gather your own information about it. And I, look at, I looked at the different federations um, and when like I wasn't actually too fast like for me it was more just of a thing of getting up there and like to be honest like when you first decide that you're going to do a comm Mm. it's more the fact of in your mind you're sitting there thinking about I've actually got to make like be okay to make stage yeah does that make sense Mm. so you're not thinking about like um what i'm gonna look on stage and stuff it's more of the fact of like your first time you will actually want to get to the point where you can hop on stage yeah um so that was what was going through my head and then i went and seen kelly um who i met through where i was working at active bodies world um so she works for team future muscle tfm and she just said look your figures um probably more suitable to ifb yeah so um it was good. I think I'm so glad that I did go to IFB because um, that way you can develop a little bit more. I feel like now when I look back at certain federations, I don't either like how they pose. I don't like, um, for me personally, like I think WBFF is just a little bit picky and choosy. Mm-hmm. Like um, the girls are amazing. Um, they've got amazing physiques and stuff in there. But at the same time, I just think it's just, you know, a little bit of politics and stuff like that as well. So um, that's my personal preference, but. Mm-hmm. And what kind when when was it Kelly when she yeah. said that your physique is more suited to that particular um, category? Yeah, so that was before. Like, so what I did was um, I had a consult and I just said, look, um, I've had a few things go on. I really, really want to do this just for myself. Like, this would just be a goal of mine that I really want to achieve. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually really funny because looking back at it now, that's the only really goal that I had in mind. Like I had, I wasn't really visual, visualistic, like mm-hmm. with everything. Um, but yeah, it helps heaps. Yeah. And I think because like both of us, I guess, like as personal trainers, knowing like how much effort it takes to put on that muscle and have those physiques, it yeah. is such a thing like of admiration. So I oh, think yeah. having that goal would have been so amazing for you to have something to work towards i'd imagine though because it takes so much discipline from that time that moment that you decide that you're going to commit to competing to then you know walking up onto the stage so much discipline like you would have to have such a strong why so you said a few things happened but like what was the defining moment where you were like i'm actually going to commit to do this as soon as you like thought about it you're like yeah this is for me or did you sort of i'm an r about it did you ever question if you'd be able to get to that point Mm. Honestly, like, especially with my lifestyle and um, the work, um, the workload that I was doing, Mm -hmm. um, it always ran through my head, you know, like, I would always sit there and say, oh my God, am I even going to make it? Like, 
it's just when you're in that state of mind or when you're going through that like every little stuff up that you do you kick yourself for it and you're just like oh my god am I going to make stage like yeah. that's just how you go about it and that's like everyone has their way of dealing with certain things in prep but it's like 10 times worse um what was the first question you said like about um so like you you, you knew you knew yeah. like going into it how much discipline it would take yes. so how did you I guess make that decision honestly I'm like an all like I'm a person that either does it all or nothing yeah like so <laughs> um if I was gonna make this decision I had to do it yeah. you know what I mean I wasn't mm-hmm. like half-assing it especially because you've got like with comps it costs so much money like um it affects everything like it affects your friendships like it affects um the time that you have spending with your family Mm. your mates like um what else like everything your lifestyle your work um work especially like i don't think i think it was like halfway through my prep um kelly actually had to say to me like you know you're gonna stop working so much because like I was just burning out like both yeah yeah burning at the end both candles <laughs> <laughs> what was that <laughs> oh my god anyway no I don't even I think because you know, ends, yeah. financially and you know time wise and like you said making all those sacrifices you invest so much into it you owe it to yourself once you make that yeah. decision to commit to actually follow through and if you're doing it you may as well do the best that you can yeah um, and you did. Do you want to talk a little bit about your experience, the actual... How many comps have you done now? That was my first. Just the one? Yeah. And you yeah. came first? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I <remember>. Yeah. <laughs> how, how was that experience for you? Like, after you'd put in so much time, committed so much and made so much sacrifice, how did it feel to win? And did you expect that? Or was that, like, a huge surprise? Yeah. Um... That's actually really funny that you say all that because to me, it wasn't about winning. Mm -hmm. It was just more of getting myself there. So like to prove myself something and mostly um, for my pop and a few people that I missed. um, Yeah, I just wanted to do something. But like even like halfway through it, it sort of switched my brain like the way of thinking because I remember when I was training with Kelly and then um do you know Nathan Williamson Mm, no I don't think so no um so he's an uh, IFB pro um and he actually came up to me and he said like you can do really well here and I was like really (laughs) you know what I mean I was like I, I actually never believed in myself um when I was like going through prep I just never I just kept working because I knew that eventually like I would I would get there but um as I think with the help of Nathan and Kelly like in believing helping me believe in myself mm-hmm. um yeah my mindset sort of switched it was like okay well you know I was only just thinking, (laughs) yeah, I was like, okay, I was only just doing this, you know, to get up on stage, and I kept saying to him, and he just kept looking at me, like, saying, you know, you're gonna, like, you need to actually work harder, like, you can do really well, you can come up and win this, and I was like, are you sure, like, what are you talking about? Mm. Um, So then, with that, with that not even on your radar, sort of, you know, you just wanted to get up on stage, when you did win, how did that feel? Oh my god, yeah, it was, it was 
so weird and bizarre. I saw some like really like nice like in action shots of like you know like you hugging other people like when you found out. And yeah. Stuff. And it looked it like looked just really emotional. So like it was. How do you describe that time? It was such a thrill. Like it was such an experience. Like when even just you no one sees like the hard work that you do for six months on ends yeah all they see is the finished product Mm -hmm. so you know what i mean like stepping up on that stage you're not only having like a physique you're presenting but it's more the fact the journey that you just had to do to get there exactly so it was like sitting there when you're looking out like for me at the at, at the vic qualifiers you know it was like okay you know I can do all right here like it was more effective getting up on stage but um especially like competing at the Arnold's to me was like a big thing it was like oh my god you know like competing at the Arnold's (laughs) you must be a pretty good athlete to do that um and like stepping out on that stage you're so nervous like and by that time you're so depleted but when like when they called out my name it was just more the fact like oh my god like I was just in shock, honestly. Mm-hmm. And even though that, like, you're so excited, like, I remember hopping off on stage, um, off stage, and I was so depleted. But um, all I could think about, honestly, was like my um, pop and stuff, like how proud he would be, and mm-hmm. just little things like that. And it was more of a fact, like, okay, now I should believe in myself and do stuff like this. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Um, it was a thrill, but there's so many mixed emotions you go through just throughout the whole thing. It's amazing. Yeah, no, yeah. it would be. That, I feel like I can't even comprehend, like, how nerve-wracking that would be. Like, I've done certain things, like, you know, in front of an audience, but never have they been, like, mm. ne- like judging my, like, physique or... And, you, you know, that you go into it knowing that they're judging your set, they're judging your physique. Yeah. How do you get your mind around that reality and how do you, along the way, like, obviously, you know, you're eating clean and you're fueling your body with great foods and you're working out. Mm. Like, it is, you know, you're doing good things for your body, but at the same time, how do you know at the end of this they're ultimately going to be judging what you look like on that day? Yeah. How do you not get fixated on your appearance and being like, I want to get leaner, I want to get leaner, I want to get leaner? Um, It's... The first thing I remember before I went and made that decision of doing um, a comp prep was I talked to so many people about it and they always gave me negative reviews, primarily mm-hmm. because of that reason. They would say, you know, like it's such a, it's such a mind game, yeah. especially afterwards. Like, yeah, it may be, but that might only be your experience and how you have dealt with it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like even though that they like some people sit there and sit on the negatives it might be because you know that they didn't place or it might be because they didn't have the best experience they might not have enjoyed it but i think it's more of the fact like you and yourself like everyone needs to focus on themselves and when you just focus on yourself and you enjoy the atmosphere that you're doing it in um and you all know that you're in there for the same reason like it's so much better feel like if you sit there and think about little things like that too much especially through prep it becomes you get fixated on it and it becomes such a negative like review so what you honestly need to do like in prep and that's exactly what Kelly taught me is that you've got to like see the positives and everything and your mind just sort of switches like even um 
Like I know that when you think about the fact of just hopping up on stage, it wasn't more so of thinking that the judges are going to sit there and like um, judge your physique. It was like I just did not think about that because I knew mm-hmm. if I did think about that, I would be panicked. But yeah, like girls, I think girls really do struggle with that because it's going to another extreme it's like it's not um it's not just your everyday lifestyle Mm. and some girls just get um really obsessed and stuff with it because they can't you know comprehend that even that they are going to put on weight afterwards that you know that's normal i think one big thing is that you really did this for yourself like you said when you started out you didn't even think about you know wanting to place Mm. anything like that for girls who start this for the pure reason of like wanting to place i Mm. think they got to the end of that and then they didn't yeah it's disheartening because they're like i did this much work and i didn't yeah i I didn't reach my goal whereas your goal was just to get up there in the first place yeah so i think that that's a big difference like between that yeah exactly like i said that's just looking at the negative so you know Mm. what i mean so like instead of thinking of that um to me like with everything i do like i try not to be cocky about it if that makes sense Mm. like i know if i just go along with the flow just take each day as it comes like it will eventually work out yeah whatever happens whatever happens you know what i mean like um if you sit there and like that's what i mean if girls sit there and fixate so much um there's a difference between i think like um there's a difference of an attitude so say if you were like you wanted to hop up on stage and you go i'm gonna win this thing you know what i mean like yeah i'm going for that um medal like i want to play this first mm. sort of thing like but you're being cocky and you know arrogant about it that's a little bit different compared to being there in your own self and being like no i really want to do well like i want to motivate myself every day this is what i aim for and i'm going to work hard towards it yeah without a cocky vibe Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little bit different. No, that's <laughs> and it does make a massive difference. Like if you're sitting there and you're being cocky about it, and you're like, you know, I really want to um, give this a shot. Like I really want that medal, blah blah blah. Um, and then they don't get it. That's where it's disheartening because you know, what else are you going to do? Of course you're going to get disheartened. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like you were content just getting on that stage. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's a good message within itself, anyway. And not just in competing, I think in a lot of things. Like if you yeah. just make your goal, like proving that to yourself, at least getting there, mm. anything on top of that is just going to be like a, a bonus. bonus. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said this, you know some girls who have struggled with that. You put so much prep into this physically. Mm. What did you do along the way to sort of protect yourself in terms of like mental health? Because you were missing out on things. You did have to yeah. sacrifice things. You spent a lot of the time in the gym this was your life for for that time what do you do for your mental health and to make sure that you don't fall into a bad place um there was a lot of times that like you do just it's not i'm not a person that will give up Mm -hmm. but like there's um there's a lot of things that will like happen along the way in prep and you just like Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know. You've just got to sit there and like work through it. You've got to be honest with your coach and what you're doing. Um, even like I think for me it was more of a routine. So like say even with meal prep, I know like some days um, I wouldn't actually like have meal prep ready or anything. 
Um, and it would stress me out. It was more of a, it was more me mentally. It was like stress, stress yeah. load. Yeah. Especially with work because I like to obviously like please people and, you know, I do a lot for other people. Yeah. Whereas like, that's what I mean. Halfway through it, I had to sit there and, you know, change my mentality and go, no, Alicia, stop doing stuff for other people. You need to focus on yourself. Like this is for you. You've got to do it for yourself. So how do you deal with that stress though? Um, I don't really deal with stress that well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's more the fact of get get myself to the gym, keep working. Like you've just got to sort of push through it. Yeah, push through it. Um, talk to people about it. I think for me as well, like talking to people and um, expressing how you're feeling and stuff like that, that always helps. Yeah. I think there's two types of people, like people internalise it and then people will talk about it. I'm a talker to the point where it's probably frustrating for those people, (laughs) but I think that it's so much better that way. Because even if you, like, you can talk to someone, go to the gym, smash it out, feel better. If you're just going to the gym or, like, have an outlet outlet like that where you're not actually verbalising it, I feel like it just gets worse. That's what I mean, yeah. Like... Even now, like everyone, everyone's so stressed nowadays, and it is like life's so intense and it's so hard. But you're just like, at the end of the day, if you don't have that mentality of you've got to push through it, then it's just like gonna eat you up, really. Yeah, no, for sure. For girls who would look at your Instagram and see your comp physique, and they say, "I love her physique. I want that physique all year round." What would you say to that? Is your comp physique? And your lifestyle that enables that physique sustainable mm. all year round or sustainable for everyone? No. Um, yeah. That's, I think that's what girls get in their head too much, I think. Like, yeah. as they look at that sort of stuff and they're like, oh my gosh, she has such an amazing body. Like, I want to look like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm. social media is such a mind game, yeah. I feel. Um and even like I remember when I was at Arnold's like probably two years ago and I remember like seeing a few girls um like just there and looking at them I'm like oh my god they look so different on social media yeah but it's not it's not sustainable because you're legit getting yourself prepped for a show like that's to another extreme whereas mm-hmm. like that's what I was saying to someone the other day like it's a bit different like some people will stay lean um and they can sustain that other people can't and it's really interesting to see like how different people handle it and you know what they obviously like to maintain and stuff like that but girls I just think like it's just not healthy to be that lean all year round it's just not good yeah and I think that point gets so misconstrued I think it's a little bit of naivety as well people who don't know what you've done for months and months before that. Yeah. They're looking at one shot That's where you've I mean, got your yeah. comp tan and you've got your like comp bikini yeah. and you're on stage with the lads and they see that and they think that that is you all the time, yeah. all year round. Yeah. And they don't know how hard you've worked for that. They don't know all the sacrifices you've made for that. So I do think that plays into it, but also like the comparison, social media, but comparison also like, you know, in real life, like you said, like mm. seeing those girls they don't even look like how they did, you know, on stage. Yeah. Bodies fluctuate yeah. all the time. Exactly. For young girls who do want to compete one day, what is, I guess, your best piece of advice for them, having gone through it yourself? Trusting your coach and the process. Mm-hmm. That is so, so important. 
um, because so many girls I don't think like um, do research they don't ask questions and they end up going with a coach that probably knows nothing yeah <laughs> um, so pick the right coach yeah pick the right coach. coach but as, as well like know why you're wanting to do it because I feel like if you're just doing it primarily because like I don't know everyone else is doing it or something like you have to have a reason that's doing it and that's, that's going to drive you because if you don't it's just you're not going to handle it you're not mm. going to handle the pressure of doing it because like every day it's just like full on and no one understands unless you've actually been in that situation how depleted you are and like how everything is such a hassle like even just looking back at it now like I forget everything that I was doing like I'll be honest with you sometimes I wasn't even taking it seriously yeah you know what I mean and I had to like Kelly had to tell me you know you've got to take this seriously and stuff like that because you would sit there and you think you're doing so much work compared to what you were doing but it's still not enough yeah if that makes sense like you can always be doing more and like looking back at that now 100% I'll do more next time because now like I know that I can actually you know achieve it and Mm -hmm. um you know go for it so I think that was the thing as well not knowing um I think that was a good thing actually not knowing like what girls looked like when they get on stage in IFB like I didn't I didn't follow any of my competitors or anything like that because I knew if I did it's just gonna play with my head too much yeah so I think that's a good thing. Like, you just need to focus on yourself. Stay in your own lane. Yeah. Yeah. I think that comes up, like, even just having this conversation. I think that in so many different ways, I think why you were so successful is because you the whole time stayed in your lane and had a strong why, which I think yeah. transpires into, like, I guess everything that you do with your life, not just mm. competing. I think if you have yeah. a strong why and you focus on yourself, you will succeed. Mm. Alright, I have one last question really quick. So you, you said we're both from the same small town. And I think mm. sometimes in small towns, well, ours anyway, I think people, <laughs> people who... Oh, God, what's um, this? <laughs> no, like people who, I guess, are going a little bit against the grain or doing something different, you know, starting a, wanting to start a business at a young age. It, yeah. Anything that's sort of not the norm, you can get criticised <laughs> and people will talk about you. And, yeah. you know, because everyone talks, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. What, what is a message that you would have for somebody who you know is even if they're wanting to pursue instagram and youtube that sort of stuff or you know start their own business at a young age but they're so worried about what their peers think what would you say to them um that's a good like even now i was thinking about the other day like i some people sit there and say that they don't like um worry about what other people think and stuff like that 100 percent like Everyone does in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you sit there and you think, like, even if you don't post, like, if you're looking at a post, you're going to post on Instagram or something, you're like, oh, my God, what will so-and-so think about this? Or, like, mm. I don't know. It just plays in your head, but you just got to, like... That's a good question. I'm trying to think Can you of relate my to that, core, I'm trying to think of my core reason as why I just didn't care. I think... I know why. It's, like, when I was giving so much to people... And I wasn't receiving that back. It was honestly like, why should I care what you think? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was more of a fact like, okay, if you're going to do that to me, then, you know, I won't have you in my life anymore. Yeah. I think it's more the fact of 
if I didn't see the benefit of having them in my life anymore and that, and they weren't appreciating or respecting our friendship or wh- whatever we had, um, that was a point of me that I just was like, I can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just, you don't worry about that sort of stuff anymore. I think, especially growing up in the country and even just growing up anywhere, like you, you realise who are your tr- true friends and who you can truly trust. Like, yeah. so many people backstab you. And nowadays, especially with social media and everything that's going on, like, like heaps of stuff can happen. Like, kids are going through heaps nowadays, like, with drugs and everything. It's really hard. Mm. Like, and that's what I mean at the end of the day. Like, some of your friendship groups, you might be having a friendship group that will sit there and go through drugs. But at the end of the day, you've got to look at where where you want to be and what you're going to do if you keep going to that stage or what you can do, I Mm. guess. So everyone goes to their little, like, you know, friendship groups and stuff. I think it's more the fact of everyone grows up differently and everyone grows up with different maturity levels and everyone, yeah, everyone's different. Yeah. So... Like, even now, like, being down in Melbourne, I talk to so many people um, about their life in general. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what they've been through. And it's so amazing to hear, like, different stories. And it's so, like, just widens your eyes up. Do you think it's, like, when you come down here, though, you kind of see the bigger picture? And then, like, you know, if people at home are sort of, you know, if they were to mock what you're doing now or, like, whatever's going on, it's kind of like, well... I'm here and like I'm yeah. expanding my life and if somebody thinks that that's something that they want to mock it really says way more about them than it does about you honestly like I'll tell you one thing I remember during prep um I was probably two months out mm-hmm. and my ex-roommate actually killed himself um and I went to his funeral with one of my girlfriends I had to take all my meals, obviously, because, you know, I'm in comp prep. It's a serious game. It's not like I'm just joking around and, you know. Mm, just, and two months out as well. Yeah, two months out. Um, and I remember going down there and, you know, you know how you go to a wake and, like, they have all the cakes and, you know, <laughs> yeah, everything. Um, me and my girlfriend went and sat down and I remember that day when I went and heated up my food because, you know, you have to eat every two and a half hours. And... People were legit sitting there bagging me out, like at a funeral as well. Mm. I'm just like, really? Like, I don't know how to take this right now, but I'm honestly at the point where I'm just not even gonna, like, you just don't let it worry you. Mm. And I think that was the thing as well because my girlfriend even said to me, you know, like, people and people sit there and judge what you're doing, but yet like you actually prove to them that you could get up there and do it and that was more of a thing to me and like now they don't say anything of course yeah but it's it's what can you do about it like people don't understand though it's even like yeah. with me like for example i can't have gluten and like this is totally different but like yeah. if i go out for dinner and sometimes you're like oh just just have it like blah, blah, blah. Oh. it's like I'm not you're not going there saying okay no one mm. can have cake I've prepped a meal for everyone like no one else can it's literally yeah. just something to do with you but everyone inserts themselves in your life and I find that really fascinating I'm not saying no one can have gluten oh, yeah, you're not yeah. saying no one can have cake you're, we're just choosing to remove ourselves from a particular situation yeah. just completely our choice if we had turned around and said to other people like oh don't eat that cake imagine how <laughs> they would react like imagine I know. people would into their it's life shocking. the reverse like they would not even like fathom that happening so I just I think it's 
I think it's really strange. But I think it just comes yeah. down to people, when something's not normal and something's not normal to them, it rubs them the wrong way. Especially, yeah. I feel, from, yeah, a, exactly. from a small town. From a, a small town where it's not very diverse, anything yeah. that sort of like sticks out or is different, they, yeah. It doesn't sit well with them and they feel yeah. like they need to, to have their opinion Input. heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Like, everyone, like, my family didn't agree with it. Well, they didn't even know what it meant. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I was like, oh, you know, I'm doing this comp. And they're like, you know, what's that? I remember, like, especially doing season A. So you're going through comp prep um, during, like, Christmas, New Year's, where everyone's going out and drinking yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, Nana would have all these bloody cakes there at Christmas. <laughs> it was hell. Like, it was so hard. But that's what they'd be like. They'd be like, okay, you can just have this chicken. It'll be all right. Like, you've gone to the gym twice today. Like, you'll work it off anyway. Like, that's the sort of mentality they have where you can't do that in prep. Mm. And looking back at that now, they didn't understand or realize how serious it was until I did hop up on that stage. And they were like, oh, my God. Okay, this is really serious now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And people are like that. They don't see like the hard work they just will sit there and honestly like my clients deal with it everyone deals with it in different ways yeah I think yeah it's just about coming back to I guess like staying in your own lane and and I guess yeah not letting that stop you from succeeding because imagine all those times in your prep that you're like okay fine I will I will you wouldn't have won like you couldn't have won if every single time somebody said oh just do this just do that if you did do that they would thought that that was fine. You wouldn't have gotten to where you were. And I think yeah. that's just like a testament to you and like the sacrifices that you've made. So many people don't understand. Well, unless they've done it, won't yeah. understand. I don't understand. I can't yeah. even fathom that. So I just think, yeah, it's a massive accomplishment. What you've I think done. Um, like more so as well. For me, like even to any other girls that are like wanting to do comp prep or like, you know, wanting to compete, for me, like, even if I would have something that was off my meal plan, you'd sit there and you'd be like, oh, my God, like, are my competitors doing this? Does anyone else do this? Of course I do. Like, you can't stick to a diet 100% for six months. Yeah. You can't do it. I remember, like, I'll be honest with you, like, even the night before, it was shocking. And I didn't even tell Kelly, like, until probably a month afterwards that I was sitting there eating peanut butter before I was about to get on stage when you were talking that's what I mean your obsession with peanut butter yeah I was I went through a full obsession and Nana had to hide it all on me because you'd sit there and it's like (laughs) you you feel like a seagull you're just going to the cupboard every like you know two seconds (laughs) to get something but honestly like looking back at it I could have taken it so much more seriously and now that I did hop up on stage, knowing that I can do it now, like I'll take it so much more like in next time. And I yeah. will, like I'll give it a lot more of a go. Um, but yeah, talking about it to people now, like even, you know, I'll say like, yeah, it was really fun. Like it just changes everything. It changes your aspect on what you can do with yourself. It changes your mentality. It just it helps you grow as a person so much Mm. it's so good yeah amazing thank you so so much for chatting with me and yeah i'll link all your stuff below so people can follow you or go have a look at your page on youtube but yeah Yeah. thanks for for chatting 
Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you want to hear or see more from me, you can follow me at Ebony May Health on Instagram. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you'd like, you can leave me a rating and review. And until the next episode, strive for real health always. Thank you.